1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On the line with us now is the one and only Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesars Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250. And if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 years or older. He's on Twitter. At Wingo's with a Z. Kind enough to join us today. Trey, I guess let's start here. It feels like the NFL trade deadline is no, no, official. No, 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 you... no. Go let's, ahead.
0: Let's start, let's start here. Paramore, very nice music selection. Well, well done. Always good to be with you
1: guys. We're choosing it because Mark and I were talking about it. We don't really remember the NFL trade line being a thing, but ain't it kind of fun? Yeah,
0: it's been it's been about uh, a decade now. Like 2012, I think, was when they pushed it back one week. And since then, it's been absolutely remarkable. And uh, it really has spiced things up. Like, It's never going to be NBA offseason, I understand that. But uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more fun than it used to be, and I love general managers going out there and taking swings.
1: So I guess my bigger question is, is this more reflective of, of a belief that maybe the league is more wide open and so therefore you get more teams going after it? Or is this maybe everyone looking at well, the Rams don't really value draft picks. They want a title. Why not Why not us? Uh,
0: it might be a little combination of both, uh, although the Rams thing has been so unique. like It's funny. I, I One of the reports out there was that the Rams offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns, the outstanding edge rusher in Carolina. And uh, someone was like, yeah, in 27 and 28 when they have first-round picks. so you know, It's like, how do, how do we know what those picks are going to be? Um, I, I think it's more about – there are certain teams that are trying to load up. You know, uh, some, some load up in the off season, and some think, "Hey, okay, we did well in the off season, but we might need to do a little better." And you know, certainly, that's the case with Miami uh, picking up Bradley Chubb. By the way, if you're a if you're a member of the Denver Broncos or you're a member of the Indianapolis Colts, you have waved the white flag, and it is time to lay down your weapons and just take the beatings that are coming your way.
1: Well, I mean, to me, like that's kind of the the bigger issue is. How stuck is Denver because right now really isn't so your stuck. isn't your only hope that Wilson I guess wink wink gets healthy and, and returns to form
0: um yeah like it's a 235 million dollar anchor right now around that franchise and uh you know if you're if you're Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and uh, you see Bradley Chubb go out the door um that's tough you know, that's, that's really, really tough. Not that, I, you know, their season was pretty much a wrap anyway because, you know, we can talk about the Chiefs when we, you know, because they're playing with Titans Sunday night, but the Chiefs aren't going in reverse, guys. Like, people in, people in, in the division, like the Raiders are done, the Raiders are yep. toast, and the, the Chargers are probably toast because uh, I don't understand why you have a quarterback with fractured rib cartilage uh, dropping back 50-plus times uh, and being out there in a game that you have no chance of winning. Uh, and just getting taken hit after hit, so I mean, like for all the talking, I was guilty of it as anybody about how tough the AFC west is going to be. It's a victory lap for the chiefs over the next nine to ten games,
1: yeah, it's like i mean I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, like the AFC West is still the AFC west, it's the chiefs and a bunch of other teams. Yeah.
0: correct, hundred uh, percent but yeah i I do love I love the swings, you know I love. These trades, uh, TJ Hawkinson being traded inside the division, guys, like yeah. that's crazy to me. Like I, mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, so there's a little urgency with the ish injury to Herb Smith, but still, it's so rare to see a guy who's still young in his prime, Pro Bowl player shipped inside the division. It's just very, very unusual.
1: Well, and Mark made the point. You know, Dan Campbell's a tight end, and they trade. Their, they did get three picks yeah. for a tight end. That's pretty good. Yeah, but it uh, is, yeah. Still, it's... But, it, uh, but
0: here, I, I, I guess the way I would respond to that is I don't think it's going to be Dan Campbell's concern much longer.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's I'm curious. Trey, do you see any of these moves? Will they be remembered like, you know, when, when the Rams traded for Von Miller? We looked back on it after they win the Super Bowl as a, you know, ultimately a move that helped them win a Super Bowl. Do, do you... Which move do you think is most likely? Is it the obvious one, Christian McCaffrey going to the Niners? Or what What move to you could we look back on and go, that might have been the difference for that team?
0: Well, it's interesting, right? Because Miller and Chubb played together in Denver for a few years. And the whole idea in Denver was to let's duplicate the same thing we had with Miller and DeMarcus Ware with Chubb and Von Miller. And Von Miller goes to the Rams last year. Now Chubb goes to Miami. I still don't think Miami is going to find a way to beat Buffalo. Or Kansas City, when when push comes to shove, but Tua is playing ridiculously well. Tyreek is on pace to shatter almost every record there is in terms of receiving yardage uh, in in 2022. Um, and you, Von Miller was the difference in that win by the Chief by the Bills over the Chiefs. That 24-20 game, he basically sealed it with that last rush that forced the second interception from Patrick Mahomes. Now, Bradley Chubb is not Von Miller. I want to be 100% clear. But you pair him with Jalen Phillips in Miami, and now it gets interesting. Um, Again, it's it's going to take a lot for me to believe that Miami will find a way to get by Buffalo and or Kansas City. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would always, when people always say, oh, you know, what do you want, a lockdown corner or an edge rusher? I'm like, give me the edge rusher, because the lockdown corner locks down one guy. The edge rusher takes care of all of them.
1: Well, to me, like that's kind of the bigger question right now. Scoring is down. How much of that is, okay, maybe quarterback play is not what it was, versus how much of it is, it feels like right now, so much emphasis is just being put on a pass rush, and that's limiting quarterback play.
0: Well, it is interesting because, you know, we've been on this uh, points-a-palooza thing for the last few years. And uh, I think defensive coordinators, you know, everything's cyclical in the NFL, right? Let's be honest. Everything is skewed toward the offense. I mean, the roughing the passer calls are ridiculous. Uh, pass interference calls are ridiculous. They don't call half the time when, a, when an offensive player chops a guy down as a defender because they don't care. You know, they want offense. Um, and I think the collective defensive coordinators are like, screw it. You know, uh, they're not going to help us. We've got to help ourselves. And, and I think that's a big part of why you're seeing teams like the browns last night like the titans right now with Derrick Henry let's go on a run heavy offense that means we hold the ball longer they don't have it for their weapons and we can control the tempo of the game and i think that's a big part of why points are down this year and defenses are figuring it out like you know the bills and the and the chiefs they're only scoring this many points because their quarterbacks are ridiculously good they're ridiculously good and two is the same way. He's getting there. I mean, to to score points the way the Chiefs and the Bills are right now, your quarterback has to be that great. And they have those guys that are that great. And if you don't have a guy that's that great, points are going to be a little harder to come by. What
1: do you do if you're a team like the Packers, where you're so thin at receiver, yet you have shown an ability to run the ball, but you have Aaron Rodgers for, you know, who knows how many, you know, how many more quality seasons he has, are they better off trying this approach like that we're seeing with the Titans and that you can run the ball and then you still have Aaron Rodgers to try and get you over the hump? Like, I don't know, it feels like they're kind of in no-man's land where they can't really figure out an identity.
0: The essence of coaching guys to me is not what do I want to do? It's what do my players do and how can I put them in the best chance to succeed? And that, to me, with the, with the group that they have assembled right now in Green Bay, would be absolutely to rely on those two running backs as opposed to letting Aaron Rodgers do Aaron Rodgers things without Devontae Adams, without Marquez Valdez-Scantling, without Equinemius St. Brown, without all these receivers that all went somewhere else because there's still a lack of chemistry there. So you have to adjust to what you have. And they have a potentially double-headed running attack that can keep them in games. So yeah, I'm a little surprised. And of course, then it gets to the question, right, well, what's the play call? And then is the call changed once it goes into right. the huddle? You know what I mean? Like where, where's that line? That's the thing that nobody knows, right? They could call these plays, and then Aaron can say, because as, as Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers, has said before, he's a complicated fella. You know, he can, he can go in there and do whatever he wants once he's inside the huddle. Which,
1: what you, uh, along, along the, the Packers line, if I tell you only one of these teams makes the playoffs, the Packers or the Bucks, who are you taking right now? Bucks. Bucks. Just because of the division?
0: Yeah, I mean, like by rule, someone has to go from the NFC South, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the rule. Uh, and there's uh, going to be, I think, the Vikings are in really good shape to uh, to win that division, and the TJ Hawkinson trade certainly helps them. So the Packers would need a monumental collapse by Minnesota, and they have to get their belief together. All the Bucks have to do is get their belief together, and they're in good shape because they already have what they already have the tiebreaker edge, having beaten the Falcons once. I mean, kudos to Atlanta, although Carolina should have won that game seven times over. But you know, the Falcons are in first place at four and four, which nobody expected. But it's not like the uh, it's not like Tampa Bay is in the dustbin. They just have to not be terrible.
1: Do you have a fa- is there a favorite in the NFC? Is it the Eagles simply because they're undefeated? It seems like it's. You know, it seems like you could probably name five, six, seven teams in the NFC at this point where you go, I'd go, eh, I could see them making the Super Bowl. Like It feels like yeah. it feels that wide open right now.
0: It, it does. Look, you tip the cap to the Eagles because the two quarterbacks that had the most pressure on them going into this season were Tua Tonga-Vailoa and Jalen Hurts, and both have balled out. So, yeah, I mean, like I'm a big believer in the Bill Parcells mantra. You are what your record says you are. You know, There's a million different ways where you can slice that, but uh, at the end of the day, they're the lone unbeaten team, so they deserve to be the top dog. Uh, I think Dallas is going to be really interesting for them going forward because they still get them in Dallas, and the Cowboys have already had a road win against the Giants. Um, and I, I, with Dak back and rounding into form and Gallup there now, the Cowboys offense that we saw last year is sort of finally coming into fruition, and that defense is just ridiculously good. They have playmakers on the front four. They have playmakers on the linebacker level. They have playmakers in the secondary. That defense is going to steal three or four possessions down the stretch of the season. That may turn the entire NFC.
1: What What do you make of a team like the Niners? Because uh, I told Mark, you always have to caution if the Niners have just played the Rams, you're always going <laughs> to leave and say, "God, that that looks like the team that's going to win." That's going to win the NFC. Like. But then you also have to remember I get it they were hurt when they played the Falcons but this is a team that lost by multiple scores to the Falcons like you you just kind of yeah. have to couch whatever you see with them against the Rams kind of in the same way with the Bengals and the Browns like I don't know why but the Browns have their number and maybe it is just simply pass rushing but what do you make now of the Niners moving forward
0: Well real quickly before we get to the Niners just talk about the 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 Bengals real quick if you don't have Jamar Chase, why are you throwing the ball almost at will and not running the ball? You uh, only ran it six times in the first half. I don't understand that philosophy. You know, and then you expose yourself when you get down by uh, 8, 11, whatever, 20 points. Then you've got to relinquish that pass rush, and Miles Garrett just had a night. You, know, you, you allowed it to happen. So I, I did not understand the Bengals' offensive philosophy going into that game without Jamar Chase. The Niners are interesting. Like, when they're healthy, They're as good as anybody, but you know um, McCaffrey makes a difference. There's no question. First guy since LT in 2005 to run for one, throw for one, and catch for one in the same game. Jimmy G is who Jimmy G is, and the Niners are comfortable with that. Like the best thing that could happen to the Niners. And I and again, I want this is not a nobody. I don't want anybody to be injured, but they're not. They're not. They're they're not going to be this team if Trey Lance is their quarterback. Yeah. Just not. They had, this, We hadn't seen that from him. They know what to expect from Jimmy G, and they know there'll be the occasional cringe moment. But for the most part, he's going to keep them in games. And if that defense is healthy, if Jimmy G and Christian McCaffrey can keep them in games, yeah, I give them just as much a chance as anybody. What do you make in of
1: Tennessee. what do you make of Sunday night's game? Because on the one hand, you understand what the Titans are doing. They're they're trying yep. to maximize what they have. But at the same time, if you're going to go into this game, I mean, literally, they basically just said, hey, Malik, we need you to take the snap so that you can hand it off to Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, how, how are you going to be able to compete in that game if you're just not even relying on a quarterback at all?
0: Well, first of all, I'm shocked that the spread is as big as it was. I mean, it's, what, 12-and-a-half at Caesars right now, which is really, really big. Um, the, the problem for Tennessee is you're catching the Chiefs at the absolute worst time. In his career— Andy Reid after a bye week is 20-3, and whether Philadelphia or uh, with the Chiefs. Mahomes is 4-0 in his career after his bye. Let's take it one step further, okay? In the last three seasons, after the bye, for the rest of the year, Mahomes' record is 16-1. and He's 19-3 and in his entire career, every game he's played, after their bye week that season, which means – they they get better as the season goes along. If you want to get the Chiefs, the best time to get them is in October. They're come out of the gate strong in September. They're only 13 and 8 in the month of October, and they are 42 and 7 the rest of the time. Like it is, it is the month to get them, and they come in off their bye, five and two, and rolling. And uh, <laughs> they won seven straight primetime games. You know, Mahomes is 17-2 and two as a starter. as a 10-point favorite. Look, you guys pounded him last year. That was, the, that was the zenith. That was the, that was the bottom mm-hmm. of it all for, for the Chiefs last year. When everyone was questioning what the hell is wrong with Patrick Mahomes, the answer is they're fine. They're the number one scoring offense without Tyree Kill, but uh, it's, it's going to be a tough task for the Titans on Sunday night.
1: Trey, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Trey. You got it, guys. Take care. That is Trey Wingo. Today's brought to us by Caesars Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250, and if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply, and you must be 21 or older. T-Mobile has invested
0: billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours